Hey everybody, just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at E-I-L-F Movies, that's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art, or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday, or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot holes, a gratuitous boobies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Six miles below the ocean surface, in the deepest part of the Pacific, man has arrived. We have no idea what to expect down there. They are scientists. Yeah, let's trust in the business of science, huh? They are invaders. So far, so good. But there are some places man was never meant to go. I don't see any sign of the crew. What? What do you think it is, then? I don't know. The thing could be dangerous. But it's alive. Contact closing. The entire sub-crew just disappeared. What the hell's going on? What? Oh my God. I'm not sure how they got him, but they did. Martel is offering us a future. From the Academy Award-winning special effects team that brought you Aliens, comes Lords of the Deep. The ultimate underwater adventure. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from Movies. And tonight! Oh, tonight. Uh, we are continuing <laughs> Deep Sember. Yeah! With 1989's, oh, I'm sorry, June 2nd, 1989's <laughs> Lords of the Deep. Yeah! Uh, but first... Steve, we are far too sober far to be too handling sober for this, this kind one. Of... Oh god. <laughs> uh, let's see what we have to drink over here. Um, oh, from Founders Brewing, we have their Solid Gold Premium Lager, four point four percent alcohol by volume, and a nice little nineteen ounce tall boy. Is this because they're dressed like Solid Gold dancers? Yeah, that's exactly or... <laughs> why. Jesus, that's guys, that's... guys, I want these jumpsuits for Steve and I for Comic Cons. <laughs> See if any of the cool cats get it. Nobody will know, but they'll know it was supposed to be something. Well, I don't know. This one was on uh, MST3K The Gauntlet. Yeah, so, so the, the guys with the Tom Servo puppets will know who we are. Exactly. Uh, let me one moment while I pop my top. Oh, my top! Nice. And the poor. Yeah. Oh, pretty. It's very pale gold, super see-through. You can totally read a book through the beer. It's got an off-white foamy head, lots of tiny bubbles that are dissipating quickly. <laughs> They're dissipating quite quickly. Oh, man, that tastes like an international lager. Yeah, just mm-hmm. easy, easy drinking, light, Lightly a little hopped. bit of green apple. Yeah. yeah. Not bad at all. 
Yeah. I want a little bit more because okay. I got mostly head. All right. And I don't want to just suck head, Steve. <laughs> Sometimes I want to get wet, Sometimes too. Sometimes you want to get the shaft. <laughs> Speaking of getting the shaft, uh, Lords of the Deep. <laughs> Lords of the Deep. And uh, we should probably start off by saying we did watch the MST3K version of this because otherwise this movie might be unwatchably bad. Yeah, this oh, is a rough well, one. And they were also asking for like four bucks on Amazon Prime. It, oh, it was yeah. free oh. previously, but now I was yeah. like, oh, we're not going to pay for it. Oh, oh no, yeah, that's right. This, this movie is not, do not pay four dollars for Lords of the Deep, guys. Yeah. Uh, but it comes from director Marianne Fisher. No Who's relation. She, Steve? <laughs> well, no relation to you. Uh, <laughs> she only directed this. Oh. <laughs> Shocking, I know. Uh, but she was the visual effects person for movies like Escape from New York. And uh, a producer on, okay, here are some of the movies she's been a producer for. <laughs> uh, Battle Between Beyond the Stars. Okay, I've heard of that one. It's like a bad Star Wars ripoff. Uh, Forbidden World. Dracula Rising. House of the Damned. Blood Fist 8 Train to Kill. A Very Unlucky Leprechaun. Knocking on Death's Door. And The Haunting of Hell House. Okay, we, we gotta do, we, we gotta watch, find more of her movies. Uh, basically, it sounds like they're intrigued. all the, like, uh, I don't want to say Roger Corman specifically, but the, uh, the, yeah, no, the, the knockoffs of other movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Asylum or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might have seen Haunting of Hell House. I think it's supposed to be, like... So, well, th- it's just that there's, like, The Haunting of Hell House, there's, like, Hell House Incorporated or LLC yeah. or whatever that newer one is. Yeah, there's... The house from hell that is haunted. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this was also written by Howard R. Cohen. Who's he, Steve? Well, <laughs> oh God, the writer credits on this one. Okay, Howard R. Cohen, <laughs> who wrote Young Nurses, Woo. Vampire Hookers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Death Force, Saturday the 14th. <laughs> uh, here's the one for me. Death Stalker. Yeah. Yeah. And then followed that up with 11 episodes of The Care Bears, <laughs> eight episodes of Rainbow Bright. What? This. And then, yeah, a bunch of the, like, Deathstalker sequels. Oh, my gosh. And, guys, if you don't know about the Deathstalker movies, <laughs> go, go, go. You you need to you need to know about this. You need to watch these oh, movies. We, we, we may have to have uh, several months where we dive into the... Was it Sword and Sorcery month, uh, right. movies of the 80s? Yeah! Oh, love them. Uh, also written by Daryl Haney. Who's he, Steve? Well, uh, he or she, I'm guessing it's a he, probably. Uh, Friday the 13th, 7, The New Blood. Mm. This. Woo! Mask of the Red Death, apparently a oh. 90s version of it. Uh, Crackdown. <laughs> Emmanuel, First Contact. Yes, the steamy... Cinemax Emmanuel movies, mm. uh, Forbidden Sins, The Voyeur, Baby Doll Forever, and The Best Sex Ever. Ooh, wait! Yeah. I didn't know he wrote Our Love Life. Mm. Yeah, apparently, after this movie, just decided to go straight into uh, straight into Skinemax. Yeah, <laughs> softcore porn. Uh, but of course, this movie stars. Bradford Dillman as Dobler. So you're using the word stars very yeah. loosely, right? Well, okay, okay. The the one star I knew, Priscilla Barnes as Claire, the 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 main person of this movie. You know, Priscilla Barnes. Uh, she was in License to Kill. Uh, 
She was the psychic on Mallrats. Okay. <laughs> you, you know her. Yeah. Uh, the writer, Daryl Haney, is O'Neill. So there you go. Saving on the writer. Um, Richard Young as Chadwick. And Stephen Davies as Fernandez. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I have them all written down as like uh, the curly-haired one right. and uh, the blonde chick. And... As as they say in it, so which uh, tall Caucasian Burnett man is this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, this movie starts uh, with some credits, uh, but there's something weird about the credits because those are happening in space. Space. And so the at this point, final I'm like, credit frontier. Did we start the wrong movie? I thought this was Lords of the Deep. Why? Lords of the Deep Space, maybe? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but there's a uh, lady scientist who... <laughs> she's doing, you know, lady scientist stuff. Uh, and then she, like, puts her hand in a beaker like she's, like, testing yep. the water or something. I'm like, what, what the fuck is she doing? And then she puts it in there, and then she just starts <gasps> tripping balls. <laughs> It just becomes the end. The end of two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. Pretty much, yeah. And they're down a couple of times. Also, uh, eventually, she starts going down the Stargate. <laughs> but yeah, oh god. So, so yeah, she's seeing all these like weird like illusions and lights and stuff, and then just kind of like snaps out of it when she, you know, after a minute or two. Uh, so then there's there's this Captain Stewart guy, and he gets a call from uh, the Martell Corporation, who I guess owns this. Uh, what is it called? The Neptune? Yeah, I think so. I think that's yeah. the, the underwater base Poseidon they're in. something. Yeah, yeah, well, so, some some sea god. And uh, they're basically like, how's everything going? Oh, yeah, just waiting for that new crew so we can switch out. This sounds very familiar, seeing as it's like the third movie <laughs> in the last week we've seen with this plot. And then we cut to a scene where there's just two guys drinking in a room. And I, I don't know, just... <sighs> Uh, like hey look look this is my son's picture you like it yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty cool uh and babe what are they wearing oh my god you guys these jumpers these jumpers that we need they're full body suits they're quilted yes like they're like the 80s like quilted jackets but it's a quilted bodysuit. it is a ah oh, it's gonna sound weird but it's almost a neon navy like it's a dark blue but it's an intense dark blue uh with like the 80s late like late 80s early 90s like squiggles all over it yeah the buttons steve the buttons yeah there's buttons on these underwater excavation suits or whatever and they're hot pink and triangles yeah. and they're obviously super plastic every time i was looking at them i was like you know i feel like my grandmother had this couch where it was like, yeah, the blue base or whatever, but like the little, uh, the little pieces you put over the the armrests or whatever. Are oh like yeah, the, the doilies. Yeah, yeah, those those are like the oh. you know Saved by the Bell pattern or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a popped collar with a more intense Saved by the Bell yep. pattern on the inside, and it's belted. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, how else you yeah. can hold it? There's only so much buttons can do. <laughs> But oh my god, guys! And then yeah, there's sort of a sort of a high water like height on the ankle because they've got high boots on. Yeah, guys, <laughs> it's a look. It, it is a very specific and look. Everyone is wearing them. The captain is a little bit pudgy. I think he may have put on weight right before production because obviously these had to be made to order. Yeah, yeah. So his is sort of stretched a little bit. Yeah. And whatever fabric they used, it's super pronounced. It is not forgiving. <laughs> Yeah, good times. Um, so, so yeah, so, you know, we see, like, a day in the life, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, and then the uh, we find out that the lady scientist and uh, I had him written down a stash for the while, but after a while I started calling him H.I. McDonough. Uh, <laughs> basically just this dim-witted guy with a little mustache and th- yeah. th- they're a thing. You know, the, like they've been down there for, what, three months, six months, whatever it was. And so now they're dating, though that's kind of called into question a little later. Uh, and then they get a little visit from uh, from Thomas the, the Submarine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, babe, the, the underwater effects of oh. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my miniatures. Right. Oh, my God, they're fantastic. Okay, oh, it, think, it's think, Thomas think the MST3K. Yes. But darker with less of a budget. <laughs> with, with a lower lighting budget. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. at least MST through K, it's well lit. Like, they broke into MST 3K studios and were like, no, don't turn on the lights. That's how we're going to get caught. Just roll the film. <laughs> but yeah, so so they're getting a visit from them. But then the control room starts shaking. Because oh. I guess there's an earthquake going on. But they got you see people just like shaking their hips and they're like, ah, it's happening. And they're just like jumping all over the room. And oh, it's fantastic. But uh, but apparently the little Thomas the Tank submarine uh, gets gets trapped like it just, I don't know, loses power or whatever and goes to the ocean floor and it's under a couple of rocks and stuff. And then uh, that's right. And then uh, like while it's all shaking or something, for some reason, the scientist i think she has like a beaker of something there in the control room right and it like breaks and smashes on the ground she falls on top of it cutting her hand up a little bit but then instantly starts tripping balls because you know her forearms in this uh yeah like jelly stuff that's kind of in the beaker i I don't know (laughs) but yeah so she's tripping balls oh yeah when the earthquake's done, it's like, oh no, our communications and radar are out and all the power's off and shit, we're, we're basically just here at the bottom of the ocean like we usually are. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. They anticipate lots of the, lots of these earthquakes. It's no big deal. Uh, the shit falling down, getting knocked loose from the earthquakes might be a big deal. Yeah, I mean, you would think. But Obviously, yeah. they try not to. Yeah, not a, not, not a huge deal, though. No, no, don't worry about it, guys. They'll be all right. So uh, they get one of the guys. I don't even have his name written down because he doesn't last long. Uh, he suits up <laughs> and he goes outside to do some repairs. You know, like every other one, every other one of these movies. Yeah, he goes outside. Yeah. Wait, do you hear stuff? And then ah. gone. <laughs> and then they um, hop in like their own little submarine to go check yeah. out the the little yellow Thomas the Tank Engine submarine that crashed. <laughs> They all live in a yellow submarine. Exactly. Oh, hold on. We uh we haven't discussed the um inside the the Nautilus, the Neptune, or whatever the main the main area. What's the computer's name, Steve? Oh, uh, okay. For the longest time, I I, I was like trying to listen to see what they're because it. I think it's Trilby, right? Like T R I L B Y or something yeah. like that. But it's like Trilby, Tubi. Tubby. And I'm like, wait, yeah, I don't did think they any... just call it Tubi? <laughs> I don't think any of them know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently it's Trilby. <laughs> and I'm like, I said right now, like, is, is that right? I don't know. Spoiler alert, didn't have the uh, subtitles turned on for this one. Probably my mistake. But yeah, so so they go to investigate the little yellow submarine because that's like the replacement crew that's supposed to be switching yeah. out. After a while, the, uh, the guy who was outside fixing, he comes back in through the airlock or whatever around the same time and they unzip his suit and it's just jelly yep he's just made of jello yeah he's goo just why is he dripping with goo (laughs) yeah right 
Uh, and of course, the scientist lady, she's like, oh, my God, it, it appears to be the exact same stuff I've been studying. And of course, you know, the captain, everybody else is like, well, we can't risk contamination. So I don't know. Shoot that shit out the airlock, burn it, whatever. Get it out of here. <laughs> Quarantine procedure, you know. <laughs> Oh, that's right. and and of course, scientists is like, no, we have to study it. It might be something, you know, incredible and blah blah blah. And the, the captain's like, are you suggesting insubordination? <gasps> and so it's like, oh no, we're gonna have a mutiny thing going. And he's like, no, you know what? Never mind. Fine, go ahead, investigate it. Whatever. And I'm like, all right, well that was easy. <laughs> And then they find out uh, during the investigation that this blob of jelly or whatever, they're, they're thinking like, oh, maybe it was Jack and it's just, you know, turned into something else. Like yeah. <coughs> another movie came out three months ago He's called Leviathan. Uh, but instead, no, it's not Jack at all. It's just this new organism. And I don't know. Yeah, we get some shit. You know, they're, they're trying to figure out like if past crews have had any issues like this at the base. They find out all the, the the past history of the Neptune base is classified, and you know, oh no, the company's hiding something. Ah, we should just go to sleep. Okay. The end. So, lady scientist and H.I. Uh, McDonough go to sleep, <laughs> and uh, she starts dreaming of like yeah the like the stargate tunnel and starts hearing like voices or something or the voices yet i don't think the voices are quite yet no yeah. not yet but she she's having visions of like an ear canal <laughs> no she uh no she's like walking through the mess hall and there's the fog everywhere that's right that's yeah. right and then um and she's like looking around like the people are there but not really doing anything and she's like hello hello and then she wakes up and is like, oh, wow, that was a weird dream. I should go check, see how my blob is doing. Right? Uh, babe, what happened to the blob? <gasps> it's evolving! It's a giant fucking, like, albino stingray. <laughs> it's a Pokemon, Steve. It's 100% a Pokemon. It's got, oh. like, big buggy eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's like, four feet across. It's, like, chirping at her. Yeah, or I think it's more than four feet. Like, it's as wide as the, the window there. Not, not yet. It's smaller, and then it gets oh, bigger. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He starts yeah, out true. small. He's just a little guy at first. All right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then, yeah, as as she's there, like, oh, my God, what are you? And then the base starts rocking again because there's another <laughs> earthquake. And then everybody wakes up. Oh, shit. And uh, they basically all just show up there in the mess hall, and they're just staring at this this Whoa. stingray thing like what and the captain comes up and he's like what's going on here and everybody's like no one's answering my calls this must be insubordination yeah. wait are you all just freaked out from the earthquakes no, no we're just here cleaning up the room and like standing up chairs and stuff yeah <laughs> like doing the worst job cleaning up ever it's like i picked up a can yeah. but yeah so at this point the captain's like all right uh, the plan now is that we're going to get the fuck out of here. We're going to leave this creature behind. It's not our problem. It's, it's the next crew's problem whenever yep. they, they get sent down here. Wait, so you're just going to leave it down here to die? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but we have so much we could learn from it. We can study it. In fact, I have evidence it might be even be from outer space. Don't care. <laughs> Yeah, so then we got to see where they're like the two guys and uh, the the other chick, the non scientist chick, they're, they're just getting drunk. Yeah, like why not? 
And, and they drop some exposition well, like, Steve, oh, do you think this is the right they're move? They're the deep sea drillers. Yeah, well, yeah. They're, they're just there to collect their ore and get out. You're right. We should blast them into space so that then they can take care of that asteroid pummeling towards Earth. It'd and, be cheaper than training os- astronauts how to drill. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, there's a scene where they hop in like the little mini sub and start going around yep. somewhere. Uh, but then they're attacked by like five of these other little albino oh no! stingray blob things. Ah! And of course it lands right next to uh, the, the other, the yellow submarine, the, uh, with the new crew. Uh, and at this point, this is when the captain like gets everybody in the, the conference room or whatever. And is like, all right, you have to sign these non-disclosure agreements. You're, you're, you're company people. And if anyone found out about this, you'll, you'll be thrown in prison and blah, blah, blah. And, and of course, the lady scientist is like, no, I'm a scientist. I got to study. Right? This is my job and blah, blah, blah. I'll never sign this. Everybody else is like, yeah, I'm not signing this, homie. <laughs> and it's like, all right, fuck. I guess that didn't work. <laughs> and then, and then what, that's right. While they're having this meeting, that's when the, uh, the stingray that's in their little observation thing psh, smashes through the glass and... <laughs> Oh, because uh, the captain orders Trilby to destroy it. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Fine, we're just going to nuke this thing before we even get out of here so it can't <laughs> cause a problem for the next crew. And it's like, yeah. super runaway. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then right around here, uh, one of the crew members like dies in their quarters. Because uh, brown-haired chick is going oh, yeah, to yeah, do yeah, an yeah. autopsy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They, they, the, the alarm goes off because uh, oh, okay. the thing escaped. Yeah, yeah. And then, this, yeah, they're like going like room to room to find, you know, this... <laughs> eight foot wide stingray thing walking around their base yeah well well the captain's like truly did you destroy it i noticed uh what was it like frantic a, behavior a, yeah I... frantic energy surge or something <laughs> frantic movements in the uh r&d room or wherever the hell they were yeah so they're, they're walking around um and yeah the the curly haired guy uh was it chad no it's not chadwick chadwick's the guy that was in the mini sub that's right or no, no, he was the guy that came back as Jelly. That's right. Well, okay. So the other yeah. curly-haired guy, nobody knows their name. Yeah. Uh, probably O'Neill. We'll say that. Because sure, that not? was the writer. I don't know. Okay. Uh, he goes into like the R&D room uh, looking for things and then gets locked in the room. <gasps> Open the door, uh, Trilby! Open the door! Trilby! Trilby! Cut. And then cut. <laughs> we then, and then they find his dead body, you know, five minutes later. And they're like, all right, cool. Well... Launch that body into space, please. Or, like, out of the airlock. (laughs) All right. And then there's something like Claire's... I think Claire's, like, back in the control room. or I don't know what room she's in. But she's there, and all the lights are out. A couple sparks and stuff going on. And then, ah! There's the albino stingray just walking towards her and, like, cornering her. And then she's like, oh, my God, what is it? And it gets super close, and it's basically, like, the scene out of Alien 3 or it's just like getting really close and like looking at her <laughs> and she's like oh, I can't even look at you oh oh you're not gonna hurt me yeah yep and then as the animal gets closer she starts tripping balls again oh and then this is when she starts hearing the voices when she's tripping and it's like yes we are here to help all is love nature like uh, yeah, I don't know. a bunch of stupid <laughs> shit basically becomes uh mr burns from yeah. the alien encounter episode <laughs> i bring you peace <laughs> he brings his priest kill him yeah <laughs> <laughs> so now the uh the crew is like searching for claire because you know other than the dead body she's the only one that hasn't checked in and uh 
H.I. McDonough finds her. Oh, that's right. Finds her and she's like talking about like, oh, yeah, they told me they told me they have a, a place for us. You know, the, oh, there's this colony on the ocean. They're floor. aliens and they destroyed their <laughs> planet. And they don't want us to do the same. And, you know, you can't go outside without getting a second degree burn. They can fix that. And they they breathe oxygen and we can live on the bottom of the ocean floor until we fix our planet. That's great, babe. Let's get you something to eat. Oh, but uh, you know what? Just just sniff its water wing. That's how I found out. Well, it's not here anymore. Oh, I better go look for it. So she hops in the mini sub and goes to check out their underwater colony, apparently. Because uh, apparently there was this tunnel that like the right by where the yellow sub and uh, the, the other sub were. I don't know. Uh, that's where I've written down. Man, these underwater effects are legit. Uh, so then H.I. Uh, McDonough, I think his name's Jack. Uh, I have Jack written down a couple times. Um, he asks uh, for the other girl, because uh, I guess she's also a scientist or something, uh, to go check out the body of Seavers, who's the guy who, who just m- mysteriously yeah. died or whatever, like we didn't see how. Yeah. Oh, the alien must have killed him. They're murderers. Yep. So Claire is in a little mini sub and basically she goes down this tunnel and then into this like pink goo tunnel like yeah, just the, the, she enters the ear canal yeah yeah enters the eardrum of this uh, underwater cave system um and then when she comes out <laughs> this colony is like made out of like pink funny foam sprayed on anything yeah. like we made something out of asbestos and rhino liner but it was pink and yeah yeah <laughs> but it <laughs> it definitely should have been like a like a set for like slim good body or something like this <laughs> oh this is the vein of somebody who eats a lot of pork yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and, and she's like wandering around occasionally she finds like these little like bubble windows and she sees this uh underground city or you know underwater city that looks like the from episode one the the phantom menace where, where, oh yeah where jar jar's from or whatever or no yeah. the 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 frog people Okay. The Gorgons? Yeah, yeah. Gargons? I don't even fucking know. Does it matter? Episode does, does one, episode you one matter. <laughs> Not really. Um, what, while she's wandering around this little cave system or whatever, she finds <gasps> Chadwick. What are you doing here? Chad. You, you were a puddle of jelly the last time I saw you. Like, nope, I'm here, alive and kicking. Oh, yeah, they uh, they swapped me out for one of their young ones. They're, they come in peace, and they're going to fix our Earth. Uh, they, they fart oxygen and, <laughs> yeah. and puke rainbows. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> fucking fantastic. Uh, meanwhile, back at Neptune or whatever, they're, they're doing the autopsy on Seaver, well, the, the one chick is, and she finds out asphyxiation. You know what that means, babe? <gasps> Lack he of went, oxygen. He went out doing what he loved. A little AEA. Woo! No, uh, it's because oxygen was dropped in the room, and that's what killed him. And then she starts coughing. Yeah. Truly, what are the oxygen levels? Yeah, but you see, like, the commander, like, turning the levels down or whatever. Like, Truly, <laughs> Truly, open the door. Truly, turn on the oxygen. Cut. <gasps> <laughs> I can't yep. do that. The captain has ordered me to empty this. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, H.I. McDonough is like, I don't know, bypass some things. He found <laughs> he found some thing about Project Sweep, and apparently they found out there were like UFOs underwater, which, I mean, are they flying underwater? Eh, don't worry about it. 
Um, <laughs> Science! Wait, wait, wait. Something oh, that was designed to... Unidenti- to ha- unidentified floating objects. There we go. Wait, wait, wait. Are... So you're telling me that something that was designed to handle zero to one atmospheres is handling the bottom of the ocean, yeah. which is, I don't know, 15 to 20 atmospheres? At least, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and we get, uh, we get some more exposition between that and um, I think Chadwick talking to Claire where it's like, Oh yeah, these creatures are indestructible and blah blah blah. They just yeah. fuck their own planet over and are you now trying to save us. Like, uh, all right, yeah, they want to teach us how to like balance with nature and live with it. Basically, they're like hippies, man. Yeah, man. Have you have you tried some of this wall foam? Oh, <laughs> oh my God, Steve, that's just it. Their version of of polluting their planet is getting rid of all the carbon dioxide and monoxide and just being overcome with oxygen. They're like consuming all of the waste and then all they have are lush fields. We just have to do like a planet trade. Yeah, exactly. They live underwater. We live up top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, these acidic oceans, man. So good and so nice and warm. Stop throwing your garbage down here, assholes. (laughs) That's basically all they're saying. No, no, they want the garbage. This is what I'm saying. They come from a garbage planet. They Uh, ate all their garbage and now it's all clean. So we have to go to their planet. It's like, well, holy shit, wait. You want glaciers? Your polar bears need glaciers? Fuck, our ocean is like freezing. We can't live in that. It's like Ice Age at our place. (laughs) Here, let's swap. And then another thousand years, we'll swap back. Yeah. Little planet exchange program. It'll be great. Uh, what happens from here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The captain says something like, uh, oh, yeah. I remember back when we had an ozone layer? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. That's right. It's the 80s. <laughs> Everything's about the ozone. Even Highlander 2. And, yeah, basically he says, well, there's only one thing we can do now. We have to destroy the alien colony. And, of course, everybody's like, Why? are they are they threatening us at all with offering us cures and world peace and all their shit it's like well still they're aliens kill them they're and not so, like us and so yeah there's a fight between the captain and uh jack or you know h.i mcdonough i've been calling him uh but jack gets knocked out and basically then uh the captain gets a call from uh the heads up at martell and they're like dude you weren't supposed to kill the crew you were just supposed to kill the the one chick that was giving you problems, or like the alien, or whatever. Like, but 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 I did I did everything you you guys you told me. killed literally everybody else well, they, except who we told you to kill. Look, she kept, you fucked up. Look, she was supposed to be in the room the first with the first guy, and then the other gal found out that he got murdered, so I had to take her out. And then I don't know, one of our guys just turned into goo. That's not yeah. my fault. <laughs> yes, I read the reports, but uh. Tell you what, just come topside. We'll uh, we'll reassign you. I'll have someone else take but, over your but, post. But but I can't, I can't go topside. Look, is it my fault that one guy literally ejaculated himself into ejaculate? Yes. God literally. Damn it. Yeah. Literally <laughs> your fault. No. And so he's like, oh shit, this sucks. And it's right around this time, Claire gets back on her sub and she shows up and she's super perky. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, I just went to the alien place and, and oh my yeah. God, everything is great and oxygen. They're going to teach us balance. Where's the rest of the crew so I can tell them the good news? And uh, of course, the captain's like, you know, he, he knows they're all dead, but he's like, uh, you know, they're around. Cool. You know where Jack is? Uh, he's in the R&D room. <laughs> and so she's like, great. And goes running off in R&D room and. You know, she just starts finding corpses all in, like, the hallways and stuff along the way. And she's like, you killed them, you son of a bitch. And then... You killed them all. And then an earthquake starts and she's like, well, maybe you can come with me to the colony. It's a safe place for us, uh, you know, while... Uh, I don't know, the o- apparently the oceans are gonna... 
just open up and a bunch of quakes i, I don't know it, and i love the oh god the, the captain's response when he's like invited to come with her he's like i'll come with you and i'm like why why did you say it that way that sounds super coming it's coming super rapey at the very least (laughs) i'll come dot 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 with you (laughs) and she's like fine great we're leaving in five minutes or whatever oh no that's right he says that before she starts fighting the corpses that's right Yeah. yeah we're leaving in five minutes sorry everybody got that a little mixed up and then, yeah, around this time, that's when the captain, like, cuts the oxygen to everywhere. Uh, but really, it only affects him and her and... <gasps> Jack's still alive! <gasps> Jack! Oh, my oh God. Jack! Yeah. Jack, I have to go find a... I have to go find a, a table real quick, or a, a, sorry, a door real quick to kick you off of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, like, Jack, he's alive. He's going to, like, cut Trilby's wires or something, so she... I guess cutting the wires to Trilby, they'll be able to get oxygen back. Cool. Uh, but Claire's like already like short of breath and like passing out. Oh, oh but who comes to save her? Is it's... it is it Jack? Nope. He's stuck in a t- he's stuck in the air vent. That's right. Who saves her? <laughs> it's the, the baby. I was going to say octopus. That's not it. The baby manatee. Stingray. Stingray, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That would be fucking hilarious. Where the fuck does manatee come from? Ooh. Sorry, I was thinking Man of War and Stingray and it became oh, manatee. Okay. Gotcha. Alright. Yeah, so yeah, the little the, the the quote little baby albino stingray or whatever who, comes. Who now is conservatively eight feet long. Yeah. It like puts her little wing flap or whatever over her mouth and it's like oh, oxygen, thank you. <laughs> Bubblebee, whatever the fuck they're gonna name it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so meanwhile, Jack cuts the wires, and then there's the big earthquake. Ah, ah quick, get to the sub! Get to the chopper! And Claire and Jack hop in the sub, and they're off. And they go in the tunnel, <laughs> and through the little pink thingamajig. And then they start tripping balls, and going through the Stargate. <laughs> and then... And then, yeah, we got a lot of the, the talking where it's like, We became selfish with our planet. Learn from us. Take care of your world. And <laughs> and then they, they get out of the sub. Boop. And they're in the little uh, pink foam cave place again. And Jack's like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, I'd like to introduce you to somebody. And then walking out of stage left like a fucking zombie is Chadwick. <laughs> And of course, Jack's like, what what, what, what do I do? And he's like, ah, I'm just fucking with you. Welcome, buddy. <laughs> we can live a better life. Yeah. And they're like, ah, we made it. And then they kiss. Roll credits. Woo! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Lords of the Deep? <laughs> yeah! Babe, would you recommend this movie? The Rift Tracks version, or the uh, the MST3K version, absolutely. Yeah, that's... This movie is weird and fucking crazy. It would be unwatchable just as regular. Yep, as we watch it regularly, it is really bad. But, yeah, as long as you can watch it and have a laugh or two with it, I'd say check it out. Why not? If you got Netflix, it's on there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. When we come back, though, oh, babe, we have more beer. <gasps> Fun facts. Ooh. And what we learned from Lords of the Deep. Mm. Good luck with that. <laughs> mm.
I am Brendan. And I'm Jason. And we host a podcast called Four Screen and Country. And what do we do on this podcast, Jason? We talk about the best British films of all time as voted by British people in the British year of 1999. The BFI Top 100, to be exact. 100 movies. So with each episode, we talk about a movie on the list, historical significance, if it holds up, etc., etc., etc. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Wherever podcasts are sold, sold, sold. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, Links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are a companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. Ich bin ein Science! Science! Cannabinoids! Genetics! Coronavirus! Dogs! This is Petri Dish. Science! Science! We're a science podcast exploring complex subjects with clarity and evil humor. Join the scientific revolution! Join Petri Dish, dropping every Monday on anchor.fm slash Petri Dish. Hey, Stephen Izzy, it's your old pal Mark Summers from the Nickelodeon Days, Double Dare, and many other shows. But uh, I'm here to say everything I learned from movies is unbelievable. What a great job you guys have done. Please tell me you don't feed Twinkies to the cats. And we're back. Oh my God, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. We get better every week. All right. <laughs> How about you, babe? Steve. I think uh, I think the alcohol levels in this room have been dropped. I'm severely depleted. Oh, oh my god. I I wish there was something that could just I don't know, put its fin over my mouth and get me drunk. Uh Trilby? Trilby? Yes. Can you Steve. uh can you give me the next beer, please? Yes, Steve. I have a Salt Flats Landspeed Belgian wit. Oh, from Salt Flats Brewing in Salt Lake City. Nice. Thanks, Trilby. You're welcome, Steve. Ooh, 5.5% alcohol by volume. That ought to do the trick. Uh, ooh, it's a wheat beer brewed with orange peel and coriander. Doesn't sound like a blue moon at all. All right, well. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, my top. Ah, my top. Oh, his top. <laughs> oh, wow, it's a really full can. Hold on. <laughs> I have noticed Salt Flats likes to, to give you the maximum amount of whatever they can. True, true. All right, and the poor... Ooh, 
very effervescent. Mm. Super, super light. Yeah, really bubbly. Totally really see-through. You can totally read through this. Ooh. It's got an off-white foamy head. Uh, lots of very large bubbles that are dissipating quite quickly. Ooh, and you ah. smell that like bubblegum and clove yeah. right off the top. Yeah, yeah, definitely the bubblegum and the aroma. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the taste, it basically tastes like a blue moon, kind of. It's got a little, yeah, a little bit of that bubblegum, a little clove, and... It tastes like a blue moon without the oppression. <laughs> Looking at you. The oppression? Because uh, they're owned by InBev. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, like they're using child labor or something to <laughs> package their beer? I don't know. All right. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Check it out, guys. Land, Land Speed Belgian Wit from Salt Flats Brewing. Woo! We've pretty much enjoyed almost everything from uh, Salt Flats Brewing. Yep, just everything Ooh. except their pumpkin latte. Guys, that pumpkin latte was rough. You know what? Uh, yeah, the mixture of uh, lactose with the beer and the like cinnamon and nutmeg and all those pumpkin pie flavors, not the greatest. The spices weren't bad. It's, you know what it is? It was way too sweet. Yeah, super sweet. Way too sweet. Like it was syrupy sweet and sweet and bitter hops does not go good together. Indeed. And yeah, just if it was drier, it would have been great. Well, babe. Steve. We've reached the point. Mm -hmm. Would you be interested in any fun facts? Only if they're super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. You're in luck. They are fun facts. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Spoiler alert, no critic score yet. <laughs> but the audience score, what do you think it is for Lords of the Deep? Oh, no. Um, I'm going to be super generous uh, and go 12%. 19% with the audience. Oh. But if you remember, that's only like 7% lower than Leviathan was, which that... is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, Leviathan is, is like... 50 points higher at yeah. least yeah uh, yeah check it out check out leviathan at least guys like lords of the deep you can skip but uh, yeah. deep, deep star six and leviathan not bad yeah check it out yeah they're yep legitimate i like them uh nothing on the gross and stuff because I, I mean technically i guess it was released in theaters but was it really i, I don't know it, it's a roger corman film it's, yeah it's like probably straight to dvd yeah like, the following week or something it, it was in a few dollar theaters yeah uh, and yeah of course uh, this was one of many that came out um, and none of them were box office hits except our next episode <gasps> yeah which will be the abyss <laughs> uh, most of the characters were named after members of the New York Mets baseball team already uh, didn't know there was a Chadwick a Dobler a Claire I mean Fernandez and O'Neill that makes sense but yeah whatever um <laughs> Steve, in about 18 years, there's going to be a shit ton, shit ton more Chadwicks. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's like when uh, Denzel and Shaquille's uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> really hit the NFL in uh, 2015. <laughs> Steve, all of those uh, <laughs> those Denzels and Shaquilles are going to have little Chadmans. Yeah. Or Chadwicks. Chadwicks, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, the primary goo was actually Glitter Slime, a 1980s variety of Mattel slime toy. Uh, when it originally arrived on toy shelves in 1976, it was green and sold in small plastic trash cans. What? Uh, other yeah. versions added soft plastic worms, eyeballs, and cartoon hero characters. It's made from guar gum, a thickener used in food products. Yeah, I had some gak in a trash can. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had the variations. Like, I had the... Yeah, the... I think this was like the the foamier version that you know you would never play in the 
with in the carpet because then it's there forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, so there was, like, the silly putty, which was, like, the thickest. Yeah. And because it's a putty. Yeah, and then there was, like, the gack. And then there was floam, which was gack with his little styrofoam balls yeah, stuck yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, I think that was the one I got a lot of the floam. <laughs> and I know there were a couple of other ones. And by the way, every single one of them smells awful. No, it's true. And whenever I think, oh, man, kids are kids will never buy that, buy stupid shit. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Floam. <laughs> I played with slime with styrofoam uh, packing peanuts crammed in it. <laughs> Uh, Robert and Dennis Skotak created the underwater visual effects. When a crew member asked Robert why he chose to work on such a low-budget film, he replied, It's four weeks paid work and on a Roger Corman movie. You get to work with people on their way up and on their way down. Yeah! <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> you know what? That's a guy who just loves what he does. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a paying gig. If, and if you love what you do, like, sometimes taking the lowing paying gig, paying gigs and the higher paying gigs you want to take a little bit of both because you learn different techniques like i mean how much are you going to learn from roger corman working on a project yeah yeah like the everybody he has like most of the people he has are going to have done it before and it's like so how do we make a t-rex for 200 bucks yeah well (laughs) looking at you carnosaur really trying to find you anywhere on the internet so i can get a copy of you in the sequels but uh yeah uh, guys if you're wondering why we haven't done a 90s dinosaur month or whatever it's because mm-hmm. we can't find carnosaurs so. yeah that, that's a big key key player there yeah it's up there with the with we're back the dinosaur story <laughs> and yeah. what's the one about the the little latina latino kid who rides the the brontosaurus through the jungle oh god that's from the 60s uh dinosaurus isn't that what it was? Is that it? It's like, oh, you are my best friend. Yeah, oh, with Julio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that on uh, Sci-Fi Double Feature Drive-In Podcast. Woo! By the way, check them out. They haven't had a new episode in two or three years, but uh, so check out their past episodes. Up. Yeah, and yeah. send them messages. Show them that there is interest. Yeah, they're uh, they're <laughs> they're not as confident as I am, so <laughs> they need uh, constant reassurance that they're great. See, it would be like if I was in charge of the podcast. True. Yeah. Uh, this was also one of. Janos Kaminski's first films as the director of photography. Uh, he was the director of photography on the second unit crew for about half of the four-week shooting schedule. You may be wondering, who the fuck is that? Well, <laughs> according to a crew member who was uh, present during production, Kaminski's footage was simply too good to match up with the first unit footage. Uh, so he was taken off the crew before shooting was completed, uh, but it was edited into the final film. He'd later be basically the cinematographer for Steven Spielberg from Schindler's List on. Oh, shit. That's who Janusz Kaminski is. <laughs> yeah, so like all the, like Lost World, uh, Minority Report, everything up through Ready Player One. He's basically Spielberg's director of photography. And he was involved with oh, this movie. so good. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're simply too good. I gotta kick you out of here. <laughs> but Roger, please so babe what did we learn from lords of the deep oh i mean i learned that if you're running out of oxygen on the bottom of the ocean floor just sniff a sniff a stingray yeah there you go take a take a quick hit of them too long that um i learned the best way to be a scientist is just stick your hand in some goo and start tripping balls oh you gotta trip balls it's very important 
Uh, they didn't say it in this movie, but I have found every underwater movie, definitely space dementia. Captain 100% had space dementia. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I guess it would be space dementia. Yeah. <laughs> I learned, uh, sometimes you can die from asphyxiation in other ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. What, other than thapping it? Yeah, I know. Super weird. Uh, I also learned, I'll come with you. Yeah, you will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, babe, thanks for watching this horrible movie with me. Oh, thank you for watching this with me. And thank and you. I'm not going to lie, it makes me want to watch rewatch The Gauntlet. It is Thanksgiving oh, time. Reptilicus, here I come. Woo! Yeah. Uh, and yeah, thank you for uh, listening to us. And, uh, you know, check out this movie if you want. Why not? Uh, <laughs> of course, you can follow us at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we're also on Patreon. <gasps> Throw us a few shuckles. Yeah! Get rewards. Uh, why, did you, well, why did you do air quotes? I, I did. I just them. threw my hands up. I oh, okay. I, didn't do quotes. I was like, Get, <laughs> I don't know, rewards. Rewards rewards <laughs> no we give awesome rewards hell yeah i got exclusive episodes yeah. extended interviews uncut. Yeah. <laughs> all kinds of shit uh babe are you on social media at all i am you can find me everywhere at untidy venus that's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping i'm on etsy over at untidyvenus.etsy.com i've got tons of art for sale all kinds of fun stuff uh shop might be closed at this point just because go there anyway don't listen to her but go ahead and favorite it and as soon as i reopen you'll be the first to know i guess i'll be the second to know because i'll be the first to know yeah untidyvenus.etsy.com yeah (laughs) of course we got the stevies coming up the stevies yeah oh because it's the most wonderful time of the year uh so yeah we got stuff coming up uh it's gonna be great a lot of fun uh so yeah till next time i'm steve And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything Everything I Learned from Movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.